Welcome to day four of Channel KRT's We Scream. I'm Tyler Green, and I am very disappointed by the lack of silly walks in this. <laughs> I'm Kit Quinn, Kit Quinn, Kit Kit Quinn again, and I something something begin again. I'm Randy Martin, and I'm here to do the sex offender shuffle. I am pretty sure that's what this is, so... I, I, I didn't know that there was a silly pill about the sex <laughs> Shuffle. Oh, man. I'm 99% sure that this is the sex offender shuffle, so. <laughs> we're the Twiddly Pops, and we're number one, apologizing for what we've done. And as you may have heard, we have another voice with us today. You know her from social media as at ghoulish underscore gabs. You know her from her appearances on Escape from Vault Disney and Thanks for the Magic Charity Stream. Welcome to the show, Gabby Tyrell. Ready to get silly. I don't want to get silly. I'm ready for silly. I have a whim. <laughs> a silly whim. Let's go crazy. Let's go stupid. Get silly. Wah! Go silly. Wah! Are you gonna let the elevator bring us down? Oh no. Let's go. I mean, hey, how do we know the Spurtle Gurgles aren't secretly Devo? We're gonna mispronounce everything in this. <laughs> to be honest, I've forgotten, like, half the names of these people. Yeah, so I just it's... call them the red guys, the blue guys, the green guys. <laughs> the purple girl, the, <laughs> the annoying children. The dog who looks like it's on the verge of death. <laughs> the shibo, shibo mebos. You can just make up a word, and it's pretty much what these things are. The sloopadoops. Literally, the catches. Basically, it's like that one scene in The Simpsons with all the happy little elves in the background. It feels like that's what every We Sing tape has felt like. This is an insult to the creative genius that is the happy little elves. (laughs) Okay, fair enough. (laughs) They've worked hard, damn it. Hell, the happy little elf scene in that terrible series of unfortunate events movie probably had more effort in it. I remember seeing a series of unfortunate events in theater. Same. Yeah. That opening caught me really off guard. Like, I knew the movie I was getting into, but just something about that intro, it just really freaked me out somehow. It's unsettling. The part where the snake jump scares everybody, my grandma, who was next to me in the theater, literally just jumped in her seat. (laughs) I have never seen a series of unfortunate events, and I feel like that's both a good and a bad decision. Just watch the Netflix series or read the books. Yeah, the Netflix series fucking slaps. Well, speaking of a series of unfortunate events, today we're talking about We Sing in Sillyville from 1989, and I gotta say, this one was actually pretty good. Again, we still have a couple more to go, but this was actually the best one so far, because it actually had a plot and a story, and it didn't feel like it was written in under an hour. I will give you guys that it had a plot and a story, and that's like the bare minimum, 
but I hated this. <laughs> Randy, we just got you out of the chamber of wrongness. <laughs> well, Randy, it's back to the dumpster. If you took out, like, all of the songs that just repeat the same thing over and over and over again for <laughs> ten minutes straight, you can shave off at least three-fourths of this. This would be ten minutes long if it wasn't for those songs. I'll give you this. It is definitely, it's not a masterpiece. It does have its, it's a lot of the same issues as the other tapes, like not great child acting, kind of a little too long at points. But this one actually did feel like it had some effort put into it. There was a lot of surprisingly good performances, and the songs they chose were actually better for the most part. So, And no terrifying imagery for once. Huzzah! No, I, that's debatable. The flower faces are very terrifying to me. And the tree. So the <laughs> fact that every inanimate object and animal that we've seen in this world is sentient, when you see just the blank face, non-moving, like rocks and plants and shit, I am to assume that they are dead. <laughs> <laughs> that they just leave the corpses lying around in Sillyville and people just walk around them like they're nothing. It's because anything can happen in Sillyville. Even triple homicide. <laughs> anything can happen in Sillyville. Apparently even racism. Can Sillyville cure my depression? Can Sillyville get my parents back together? Sillyville didn't even cure my anxiety. <laughs> By the way, this is We Sing trying to tackle racism. Get ready, folks. It's a bit of a stretch to call it racism. It's more like prejudice, but it's done better than most things, I will say. It is kind of the same milk toast. Oh, everyone just needs to get along, dirty dirty, because that's how racism works. It doesn't matter if you're black or white or purple or green. We're all <laughs> the same. This is where they got that goddamn metaphor from. You Change my mind. Probably. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. This shit is why we need critical race theory in schools already. Otherwise, it's just gonna be more of this, guys. But it being taught in one school means that it was taught in another school. And, ah, we gotta beat it! Oh, no. Our children aren't racist anymore. What are we gonna do? Critical race theory just teaches you to hate white people. Correct. That's the point. You're supposed to. Our kids are going to go from a very whitewashed Martin Luther King Jr. teaching to no Martin Luther King Jr. at all, because that's DeSantis's dream, apparently. Ugh. Anyway, punch a Nazi in the face. Yay! Silly Wim would absolutely punch a Nazi, I gotta say. She'll do it on a whim. Heck yeah! <laughs> you know what? As much as I'm gonna hate on this special... You guys are right to say that. I feel like Silly Wim is a radical leftist. <laughs> she is the polar opposite of that fucking annoying Dutch girl in Grandpa's Magical Toys. Silly Wim is a bad bitch. She's here to solve racism. She's the first time in these series their main character was actually likable and had a personality and was well acted. You know who Silly Wim really fucking reminded me of? Luna at the Clown? Yes! Yes, I was that's what say I was Alice thinking Burt, of! But, yes. So, I had this videotape when I was a kid, and this is, like, the only Sillyville tape that I really remember. I had, like, there were two. The other one was, like, the train one with, like, potatoes and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, we sing train. This one was the one that I mainly remember, because, like, there's the girl with the curly brown hair, but I would always confuse her with Lunette the Clown from the Big Comfy Couch, because, I mean, Big Comfy Couch was, like, a big thing for me, because I really loved it. I had, like... 
three fucking Molly dolls growing up. Yes. Everybody knows our relationship with the big comfy couch. Like, yes. I think I may have saw this video as a kid, or I might be Mandela affecting myself, because all I remembered was the leapfrog scene, like two seconds of it. That's it. And I was like, this looks familiar. So I think I saw this as a kid somewhere. And I just blocked it out. Yeah, so when I was re-watching it, there were a lot of scenes that were just, like, literally pulling all the memories out of my self-conscious. I was just, it was, like, in That So Raven, where she gets the vision. That oh, was yeah. me just watching it. I was like, holy shit, I remember this now. <laughs> this is actually, for the most part, memorable, too. Like, I can actually remember everything that happened in this movie, where it's like, if, say, we sing together, I say for the millionth time, because I fucking hated we sing together, because where that was just, oh, yeah, the thing happened, the thing happened. I was here, I can at least say, oh, yeah, that happened. <laughs> in the words of one Space Jam, too. You can at least follow it, but like I said earlier, the story itself without songs that are the same two words over and over again that last ten minutes, <laughs> you could literally turn this into like a five minute long short. It's definitely one of those things where it is still a matter of, yeah, you could have shortened it, but then they wouldn't have a movie. <laughs> well, then you wouldn't be able to shut your kids up for an hour. Exactly, which is why parents buy those tapes, which is why my parents bought those tapes. They're like, God damn it, we're done with you watching a day at Disneyland. Just watch this fucking day. <laughs> I mean, what's wrong with a day at Disneyland? There's nothing like the great outdoors to eat your soul. <laughs> <laughs> so when we did our We Sing Together episode, I did briefly mention that this was the first We Sing video I saw as a kid. I'm so glad that it was this one and not any of the other ones that are just so fucking terrifying. Because <laughs> just imagine my horror when I was older, looking up the rest of We Sing and just finding all this twisted shit like... Little Bunny Foo-Foo, Melody Mouse, Punchinello the Clown. Good God. Just So this tape begins with basically the dog just running around in the backyard because there's a reoccurring theme of dogs just running the fuck around in these tapes. It's like, animal neglect is fun. <laughs> hey, I wonder what that dog's name is. His name's Barney. Which must have been really fucking awkward because We Sing Together is what inspired Barney. And then the same year this came out, Barney began. Do we even have to say it at this point? No. You all know what we want to say, but we're not going to because come on. <laughs> Hell, I'm sure our audience is thinking it right now. Let's be honest. Yeah, <laughs> You know what? No escape is just a lifestyle at this point. Um, it's just a lifestyle choice that I don't agree with. Um, you can escape. <laughs> so then it cuts to these kids in a coloring book, and it's actually a decent framing device for what it is, and it actually does kind of predict the colors theme. But why are they laughing so much? Is coloring just that funny? Like, I mean, I definitely did that. But that was more so in high school when me and my friends would draw, like, inconspicuous penises on our school projects. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, these children aren't clearly drawing dicks, so either their parents are drugging them up with something or they just think coloring's just a grand old time. <laughs> I mean, we already know that the parents either left them alone or just aren't there. Yeah. Or they're, they're just straight up in the other room neglecting them. I'm convinced that this whole thing is just an acid trip for these kids. Like, their parents just slipped them acid, and they were just like, there you go, this 
There are never any parents in this special. Just strange adults in suspicious costumes. Like, just this once, I really wanted to see, like, a parent come in in the middle of all this shenaniganery and just scream in horror about the fact that their kid just went fucking missing. Their kid and their dog. And now there's just a subplot where they're trying to find the fucking kids. (laughs) They kind of set this up like the dog is going to be the main part of the story. And he has fuck all to do with everything. We only see him, like, three whole times in this. He's just chasing that rainbow stick, which, you know, same. Gotta chase the rainbow stick. It's a pretty stick. If I was a dog, I'd chase the rainbow stick too. I don't give a shit about what these kids are doing. They're solving racism. I don't care. Yay! It doesn't have a fucking rainbow (laughs) stick. Also, steal the fucking dog to solve racism, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, kids, if a clown you've never met before kidnaps your dog, it's okay to go with them to a place they call Sillyville. (laughs) Yay! Yeah, that's a very good point, Randy, is that I know we were talking shit on Punchinello in the last episode, but it would have made a lot of sense if... Silly Wim was the clown character in this. Yeah, she she has big clown energy. She's she's vaguely clown-like. Yeah. Yeah, like she was a clown who lost all her collar and she's trying to get it back. Where's her Harley Quinn story? <laughs> she lost all her collar cuz of racism. Yeah, it's... (laughs) Racism makes clowns monochrome. Which brings up the interesting question. I mean, the kids were coloring her, obviously, so if they didn't finish, would there still be racism? So you're telling me that the reason we have racism on this planet is because the children who are apparently the gods of our lives... Didn't finish coloring some of it? They forgot to color us. Is this why white people are a thing? (laughs) God, we live in that section of the Full House Disney World episode where we're cartoons, basically. (laughs) I talked to a cartoon today. Great, go bother him. So how can we tie silly women that you ought to know? (laughs) That's the question. That was David Coulier's girlfriend that she was talking to. No, I know. And she connects a mother. And are you thinking of me when you fuck her? Silly Wim just interrupts one of the twirly pops in the middle of dinner. And so, so I do actually rather like the soundtrack for this one. It's at the least they choose more songs I can tolerate, but I gotta say, I do not like Do Your Ears Hang Low. I've never liked it. The kids sound like they're out of breath, like, especially at the end, they're just like, I mean, like, it's based off of Turkey and the Straw, which I heard is racist anyway. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Is. As most young children's songs usually are, either racism or sexism or something that went terribly wrong. Racism, sexism, or the plague. Damn, Steamboat Willie is more fucked up than I remember. <laughs> so not only does Steamboat Willie have gratuitous animal abuse, but also racism. Uh. Yep. So then Silly Wim basically steals Barney and basically by with the magic stick because, <laughs> though I will say that the effects that they used on the coloring page were actually pretty decent. I feel like I'm watching Adult Swim. Can I just say, like, right before they go into the coloring book, they look at it's like, that looks like Barney, but it couldn't be. Could it? It is Barney, but it couldn't be. Could it? It is Barney. Like, they have to 
repeat themselves over and over again for no reason. Why do they say things in unison so much? I also really want to shout out that the coloring book somehow made Barney look even more depressed. (laughs) (laughs) He does! Oh my god! And my suffering silly whim. (laughs) <laughs> that, that dog is like 16 years old at least <laughs> good god i mean basset hounds in general always kind of look at least a little depressed but <laughs> always yeah they even went through the trouble to even color the dog so good on them you know what they wasted such an opportunity here because hounds don't bark they go roo they could have had something with that, and they wasted it. The dog makes no sounds. Not a single roo. Like, I'm thinking about this now. How could the dog have been colored in if it came into the coloring book before they colored it in? That's a good point, actually. If you ask too many questions about Weezing, you will break. <laughs> <laughs> Just look at us. I'm asking for too much goddamn logic in this fucking children's thing, aren't I? (laughs) You know what? They completely made up Barney. He doesn't actually exist. (laughs) I'm honestly convinced that they blew most of the budget on this movie on the coloring book art alone. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Just because it actually looks decent. Like, nothing's off model compared to, like, the fucking toys from, like, Grandpa's Magical Toys or whatever. I was half expecting it to be, like, post-apocalyptic because of how the sets looked like okay so the apocalypse happened at some adventure time thing (laughs) so then the kids go into sillyville and while they see them from a distance i guess the spurtle gurgles which i'm just gonna say it i'd smoke a joint with them they look pretty chill okay spurtle gurgles sounds like something you would look up on urban dictionary and it's something (laughs) absolutely disgusting for the record i did look it up on urban dictionary there's no results. I'm on it. No. <laughs> no, Randy. Yellow people that you would smoke a joint with. I mean, what do you think they use the holes on their head for? And I swear to God, they look like Devo. It, it's like weird Devo. Are we not men? No, we are spurtle gurgles. I don't know. There's just something about the spurtle gurgles. I can't even say their fucking name. <laughs> <laughs> you can just call them the yellow ones. The, ye- the yellow people. <laughs> the yellow dudes. <laughs> Weird Al Yankovic if he gave up. (laughs) And so then the Spurtle Gurgles basically sing the song that will never, ever, ever leave my head. We're here because because we're here because we're here here because because we're here. Hey parents, you made a great purchase. (laughs) (laughs) I bet you won't get sick of your kids singing that ten times a day. Uh, so Boom Boom, it's great to be crazy, apparently didn't originate with Barney. Like, I knew Mr. Knickerbocker didn't because it's in Jimbo play with a purpose. But I will say, though, Boom Boom genuinely fucking slaps. Because Really? I fucking hate that song, honestly. <laughs> I don't know. I got a soft spot for it. <laughs> I think the Joker tuned into that part, Boom Boom, Ain't It Great to Be Crazy, and then just based his entire manifesto on it. <laughs> <laughs> I want Mark Hamill to sing that now. <laughs> uh, the title of that song inspired his act against Murray. 
<laughs> Either Mark Hamill or Joaquin Phoenix, get on this, damn it. Or Jack Nicholson. Oh my god, what if they played that song during the art museum scene? Actually, no, don't replace Prince. <laughs> no, you can't replace the Prince soundtrack there. But just like on the show, just like, you get what you fucking boom boom. <laughs> <laughs> One more observation I have about the Spurtle Gurgles is that they have these hats that kind of look like funnels that are upside down and they blow smoke out of them so do they just have holes on the top of their heads that they're covering with these hats that's their potholes <laughs> they blow pot out of there <laughs> like i'm very confused about spurtle gurgle biology like if i look down their hat would i just fucking see brain matter <laughs> you'd see a shit ton of weed that's what you would see i'm sorry for that metal image by the way <laughs> i don't know about you but if the wizard of oz taught me anything it's that Combining primitive production value with pyrotechnics always results in grievous injury. Agreed. (laughs) (laughs) Now, whether or not you care about that is up to you, though. Also, both those kids are way too fucking casual about that tree just talking to them. I swear to God. They're way too casual about their setting. They're just like, oh... (laughs) (laughs) This is cool. Uh, The tree sounds like every single Freddy Fazbear voice acting video you'll hear on YouTube ever. Or Bill Clinton. He's, I keep expecting him to start randomly singing, I'm a Barbie girl in a Barbie world. I did not have sexual relations with that acorn. I did not have sexual relations with Silly Wim. I did not. Oh, I do have something I want to share, by the way. Just a little bit of backstory. So, in my deep digging of research for We Sing in Sillyville, I decided to look up, hey, what, what's the cast been up to? And I happened to come across a website called The We Singer that had some good information, but huh. that's not what I'm going to be sharing with you guys today. I, instead, am going to be sharing... Hold on, let me pull it up. Oh, dear. Oh, God. <laughs> I present to you, We Sing Memes. <laughs> So 2008, and I love it. It's beautiful. Okay, so for the listener, we're going to share this on our Twitter, but I'm on the We Singers website right now, and they have a collection of memes mostly from We Sing and Sillyville. <laughs> Flee! Why you no pick on someone your own size? Yeah, this one is the Why You Know meme, but it has a Spurtle Gurgle hat photoshopped onto it. It says, Flee, why no pick on someone your own size? <laughs> and my favorite one here, uh, the obligatory no escape. Oh! Oh, God. They're all doing the fucking thriller pose, and then it has Michael Jackson saying, because this is Thrillerville. (laughs) That's not even a 2008 meme. That's a 2005 meme. And, of course, I got to shout out this one right here, which is literally just Nyan Cat photoshopped onto a screen cap of We Sing and Oh, my God. (laughs) Gee. I feel so fucking elderly looking at this. I want you to look me in the eye and tell me that Nyan Cat is a dead meme. (laughs) This aged me like the small twirly pop. Like, I look like him now, beard and all. I'm 27, but I feel 40 looking at this. We're all too old. I ain't old like you people. I ain't old. I ain't old. (laughs) I just want to talk about the Flea song real quick. So there's one line that bugged me, and they were talking about the Flea going, like, down to South America or something. Like, I don't know. They said down south where bananas grow. Everybody assumes that that's South America. 
And they say an elephant stepped on the flea or something. Elephants don't live in South America. They live in South America in Sillyville. <laughs> what in the Christopher Columbus? The Americas are totally India. Shit is this. <laughs> Anything can happen in Sillyville. Even colonization. Even Yay! colonization. I also just want to say the set dressing of it just looked like they went dumpster diving in a party city just to get like all the balloons and just like, okay, we got balloons. We got streamers. Shit. We're already over budget. Um, Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> the best way I can describe this set is just dollar store Sid and Marty Croft. They were on uh, page 99 on Etsy. And they said, <laughs> can you just do something for like 99 cents? It's the Patrick meme. I have three dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Etsy.com price low to high. Yeah. I will admit it's a decent set, but they didn't really go all out on it, really. It feels like they were able to get some decorations from Party City, but they kind of gave up halfway through. It feels like they should have kind of leaned into more of the aesthetics of every single group, but... The idea they had was great. The execution, on the other hand, dreadful. Yeah, it's definitely kind of a low-budget version of something that could have been really, really cool-looking. In fact, it would have been cool if they made it look a little more like the coloring book and maybe had the kids, like, fill it in as they went along, but... Yeah, that's a good point, because when they get to Sillyville, everything is in color, except for Sillywin, because her costume is blank in terms of color. Like, the details are there, but there's nothing filled in. Like, her colors are important to fill in, but for some reason the kids couldn't have just colored in her outfit and then that would have solved everything. I... Oh, by the way, did we mention that the kids aren't in half the special? Because Silly Wim makes them invisible. Yeah, the excuse they go with is that if Silly Wim makes them invisible, nobody will see their colors and make them outcasts as well. So, yeah, be careful, kids. <laughs> if they see you, you get sent to the Silly Gulag. <laughs> That's where like the rest of Sillyville is right now. That or dead for reasons that we'll probably get into. <laughs> Anything can happen in Sillyville, even genocide, even prison. <laughs> so, do we want to talk about how Silly Wim is introduced? She just kind of pops out of nowhere. She's like, "Okay, here's this. Here you guys are. I'm Silly Wim." Uh, da, 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 and she goes on, okay, the Spurgle Gurgles are talking to the Bitty Boops and all that. And these kids just accept it. It's like a Star Wars fan who's like deep into the expanded universe of it, just talking on and on and on about lore shit to like a person that knows next to nothing about Star Wars. So they're just like, you know what this is? This is a Star Trek fan and a Star Wars fan trying to communicate. <laughs> you know what this should have been? It should have been a Louise monologue. Also, we should talk about the fact that she's creeping on the kids at the beginning because she's hiding behind the tree and shit. She's giving me some 911 Child Protective Services CPS calling vibes. <laughs> we're not here to start no trouble. We're here because we're doing the sex offender shuffle. <laughs> So then they go to visit the Twirly Pops, and they're just going around in a circle repeatedly singing Michael Finnegan, which, that song is fucked up. So long story short, this song is basically just about a man who keeps fucking dying and coming back to life. Because, let's see, he grows old, he dies from obesity, he drowns, apparently, at one point. They even say at the end that he dies and then has to start his life over, and I'm like, so he's a fucking zombie? They're singing the wrong Irish song, then. <laughs> <laughs> What's in their head? 
in their head, zombie. I will say that they are very well dressed, the Twirly Pops, but they do look pretty privileged. Yeah, but at least they're diverse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's only one white guy in the group. That's that's progress. So they're the ones behind the, the Sillyville racism problem. <laughs> No, Randy, that would actually say that there's a source to racism. It's not just everybody just needs to get along. So speaking of said white guy, I actually did not know this because he looks totally different in this, but he just so happened to play another role in a Wee Sing video, Punchinello. What? Yeah, that was him. <laughs> he's totally different now because he's got... Big Dreamfinder energy because he has like the top hat and the beard and shit. Does look like Dreamfinder, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, you, you really yeah. can't see it. Oh my god! And then was it the same actor who later returned and we sang them as Punchinello? Or no, that's a that's a different guy entirely. Good for him, he got away. Which, funny enough, Silly Wim does come back in that, played by the same actress. Thank God. Thank oh, God. good. She's a treasure. She is. Yeah, her name is Renee Margolin. Apparently this and We Sing Them are sadly her only credits, which sucks because she's a really good actress. Oh, yeah, to tie it back into uh, the We Singer. So apparently people have recognized her from being in Sillyville because she received an email from a childhood friend's daughter saying that her roommate was a Sillyville groupie. Sillyville groupie oh man just don't think about the implications of that kids yeah yeah <laughs> so i'm paraphrasing but when she told her that she knew renee margolin her roommate and one of her friends got up and did all the sillyville songs and dances in their dorm hallway because sure why not yeah sure why not but in all fairness the songs in this are a lot better than they have any right to be. Like, I actually did find Once in Austria, and I was actually pretty catchy. Whoa, 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 Austrian? Yeah, Austrian. I thought they were saying ostrich. (laughs) (laughs) That would be amazing, to be fair. I swear to God, the whole time I was listening... I thought they were saying it ostrich went yodeling. (laughs) You see, when that came up, that was like one of the points that came up for me that was like, oh, I totally remember the whole thing. I started like unconsciously doing the little dance. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay. Are you guys sure it's not an ostrich went yodeling? It's Austrian because- It's not ostrich. It's an Austrian ostrich. (laughs) It might be an Austrian ostrich, but like, you know, Austrian- They have mountains. It's close to Germany. Austrians yodel. Well, uh, I think I'll keep it as an ostrich because that's hilarious. You know, I do love the rendition of Once an Austrian in this, but they drag it on for way too long, man. Yeah. I was amazed that this wasn't quite as long as I was expecting it to feel, but I was like, okay, you've been going on for like five minutes now. (laughs) Like I said, this could be 10 minutes long. (laughs) It's an hour, by the way. Also, I like the gag that all the twirly pops have facial hair, but the shorter one has a removable beard. Yeah, that was funny. I like it. Yeah, it's specifically for the gag and Michael Finnegan where he's like, his hair fell out and then grew in again. This is cute. And then there's a brief bit where one of the twirly pops grows like a stomach when he sings, he got fat and then grew big again. again. I have to look a little bit closer at that, but 
that didn't look like CGI to me. That actually looked like they put effort into that. Yeah, that was probably like a inflatable fat suit or something. Just like there was enough in the budget to do that that day for some reason. Not enough in the budget to do anything else, but y- you gotta pick your battles. And then speaking of effects, we cut to the scene with the Jingleheimers and the fucking fruity frogs and... <sighs> this was the worst section for me, in my opinion. It, this it was the was. one where I wanted to skip over because it was just... Oh, they're children playing leapfrog. It's not the worst puppetry, but it also was like at the same time, okay, kids, you know how awesome the opening of the Muppet movie looks and how amazing that effect with Kermit on the pond looks? Well, what if we did that, but it looks like shit? What if we did that, but on like $2? Yeah. yeah. These puppets, there was like no energy to them. They are just like, uh, uh. Uh, it's uh. generous to call them puppets because they barely move their mouths. They look more like Mr. Bill, basically. <laughs> you know those puppets you can find at just, like, that generic toy store at the mall? Yeah. <laughs> those are too high quality to be compared to that, actually. Those have more effort put into them than whatever the fuck the frogs were doing in this. You know, I just realized the Jingleheimers really don't have a fucking personality. They don't. Their personality is that they're twins and they wear green. And so because they're twins and wear green and live near frogs, they play leapfrog. And that is the extent of their personality. Oh yeah, and since their name is Jingleheimer, guess what song they fucking sing? John Jacob Jingleheimer shit. I told him to go fuck himself. <laughs> Whenever we go out, the people always out. There goes John Jacob Jingleheimer. Shit! Stop getting him hounded by the paparazzi. <laughs> <laughs> Why do the paparazzi keep going da 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 right after they yell his name? <laughs> it's a legal obligation right there. No, it's just, if your name is John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt, the paparazzi has an obligation to go da-da-da-da-da-da-da every single time they yell your name. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that their rendition of Down by the Bay genuinely kind of slapped. Like, it was kind of catchy. The one thing about Down by the Bay that I want to talk about is the fact that whenever they sing, did you ever see a something, 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 like that, for some reason, my mind always kept going to that one bit in Airplane where uh, the pilot says, have you ever seen a grown man naked? (laughs) And you know what? I had to make it a reality. I made a meme out of that, and I will share it on the Twitter once this episode comes out, so. You ever seen Turkish oil wrestling? Down by the bay. You ever get your ass licked by a fat man in an overcoat? (laughs) Down by the bay. (laughs) Down by the bay. Also, the running thing of every time they go visit these people is that by the end, they'll be like, why don't you join us? And it's like, oh, we don't want to hang out with the other colors. So basically, all these people just fucking hate each other. (laughs) They they never say, like, why or anything. There's no reason. They're just like, uh... It's cause they're racist. We we just don't vibe with them, you know. They're an Aries rising. I'm a Scorpio moon. You know how it is. Listen, I can't get along with any of the twirly pops. They're all Gemini's and <laughs> I know, I'm being racist, can't help it. I'm such an Aries. And Mercury is in Gatorade right now. I'm really sorry, guys. I just have to be racist. Silly Wim literally goes on record to explain to the kids that uh, I guess one of the Spurtle Gurgles said they don't like blue anymore. So that led to the blue characters saying they don't like red and then so on and so forth. Which, yeah, that's kind of a lazy way to explain prejudice, but 
Sure, why not? Okay, maybe the blue people did something to all the other colors, and that's why all the other colors may not like blue people. So then we cut to the bibbity, the bibby, the red people. I'm just gonna <laughs> say it. They had Duggar family vibes. The hubble bubble zibble hubble bubble zibble hubble bub. So I see this is where the red hot chili peppers got their inspiration. <laughs> So yeah, they're just introducing themselves with like four kids and then they're all, we're all talking about red stuff. And I'm like, I don't want to know what red stuff you're talking about. Redneck communism? I'm so for that. (laughs) They have this weird accent that sounds like half southern, half, half Scottish. Yeah, the mom's accent is like really hard to place. It's like a Scottish, but Midwestern, but southern. She's like, oh, you know, oh, you know, top of the morning, would you like some pecan pie, y'all? With a bit of Minnesota in there, too. It just sounds like it came from nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't sound like an actual person. It sounds vaguely mid-American. Also, for some reason, the dad bitty booty was giving me serious Clint Howard vibes. <laughs> uh, the mom bitty booty was giving me some serious Tammy Faye Baker vibes. Oh. <laughs> Go see through the eyes of Tammy Faye when that comes out. Ever wonder what happened to the rest of the people of Sillyville? They were killed by the Bitty Booty Bop um, cults. It's very sad. That's why they're obsessed with the color red. It's because it's the color of blood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little known fact about the dad. He was the ice cream man. He literally decapitated a guy and put his head in a comically oversized ice cream cone, as one does. <laughs> I will say, though, the rendition of Rizzledy Rosaldy in this fucking slaps. The whole set... The way it lit up, the way the music was set up, and the way everyone was dancing. Not to do this again, but gave me some serious 80s televangelist vibes. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I was half expecting them to, like, talk about, Jesus loves all of y'all except for the gays. (laughs) And they all speak in tongues. I totally believe that the bitty booties would be gay bashers for what it's worth. Yeah, they're definitely, like, the big fundamentalist family. They're the Duggars. We're Scientologists. <laughs> Which sucks because their house does kind of look nice. Like, it's a nice color of red. It's very cottage core. And then they rehash the Peter Rabbit song, which I'm not going to make the same jokes about that that I already made, because what more is there to say? Also, they're singing about their kid basically getting sick. The kid's name is like fucking little baby. Uh, XAE-12. And they keep calling Baby Bitty Booty a baby when that's a fucking toddler at best. That's literally one of the producer's kids that has a full head of hair, and then they switch it out with a baby doll because, of course, the kid's too big to look like an actual baby, so... Renesme could never. <laughs> also, I swear to God, that kid totally got sick because that family looks like a bunch of anti-vaxxers. They are anti-vaxxers. Absolutely. Yeah. They're probably anti-vaxxers. But they gave their all for those songs. Just like... Like, the father is going all the fuck out on Rizzledy Rosaldy. Like, he's literally belting this shit. If this is all my career is, then I might as well just give it my all there. Let's just say 
that Mrs. Bubba Booey and Mr. Gabagool or whatever their names are, are related. I did look up the guy who played Dad Bitty Booty in Sillyville, David Gaylord. So he was on the art department for Playboy Celebrity Centerfold Jessica Hahn edition. Holy shit. <laughs> uh, what was that again? Jessica Hahn? Yeah. Jessica Hahn, yeah. All right, let's look that up then. For, for research, for research. <laughs> now that is some Bitty Boopy right there. <laughs> <laughs> There's, there's actually nothing bitty about this boopy, actually. So then they head back to where the spurtle gurgles are. And oh, one quick thing I will say about Silly Whim and the invisibility side plot. I actually do kind of want that magnifying glass. It was kind of cool. That is really cute. The kids are so not in this special that we actually probably haven't talked about them in a good 20 minutes. We haven't even said their fucking names either. <laughs> I can't even remember their names. Lori and Scott. And also, I swear to God, Lori looks so much like a young Debbie Harry. She does, yeah. Oh, also for Scott, they're trying to make Scott's catchphrase, I knew that. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Scott. How about that? I hate him so much. He reminds me so much of Ben Shapiro. <laughs> Let's say, hypothetically... That you're in Sillyville. <laughs> um, let's just hypothetically say that um, I knew that. <laughs> let's hypothetically say that you're John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. Let's just say his name is my name too, just hypothetically. And then hypothetically, whenever we go out, and the people will always shout, there goes, uh, and I'm, I i don't even want to continue this bit. Don't. It's no. just <laughs> fucking you don't have to. <laughs> and, you know, according to basic biology... There goes John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. Da 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 da. <laughs> His name can't be my name because I'm not transitioning something something to genders. Ugh. So then they go and meet up again with the Spurtle Gurgles and then they sing a song that I swear to God I thought was the one bottle of beer song. The, the song is still definitely about alcohol. They just kids bopped it. Yeah, it's about soda pop and vinegar, which I don't know. Was that something people mixed together in the 30s? Good God, vinegar is nasty in all forms. Why would anybody drink it? It's about gin and tonic, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Which is also disgusting. I will die on that hill. Valid. <laughs> Back when I was drinking, it was one of my favorite to-go drinks at, like, goth nights and all that. Mostly because they were just easy to make for the yeah. bartender. It's like that and vodka soda. Obviously, oh, I don't I'm... drink anymore, so I don't really do that. But, yeah. <laughs> I'm a fruity cocktail person all the way. It's gotta be something fruity in there. Something yummy so it tastes more like a Kool-Aid than an adult beverage. <laughs> <laughs> So then, of course, the Spurtle Gurgles are all, nope, we're not going to hang out with the other colors either. So then they just decided to go to Pasha's house. Oh, Pasha. I know we were talking about just characters we would all vibe with and smoke weed with. Pasha is my choice, 100%. Oh, yeah, she was awesome. Pasha's weed mom. Yeah, she had very uh, Debbie Reynolds vibes, honestly. Very gay witch vibes that I like. And I should know, I'm, I am dating a gay witch, so. No! She's the um, lesbian aunt that likes to go to, like, the farmer's market and art shows and stuff like that and practices witchcraft and just... That, those are the vibes that she's giving me, and they're very comfy. She, I always found her very comfy, but I keep always wanting to call her Stella. It's yeah. like, <laughs> middle-aged woman, wearing purple, their name is Stella for some reason. You know what? 
she kind of gives off Stevie Nicks vibes. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes Or Stella the Storyteller. Rushton Power. And, uh, you know, the puppets in this, well, it's still a stretch to call them puppets, but they actually weren't too bad. Like, the Twiddlebirds actually had a kind of cool design. Yeah, the Twiddlebirds were ripped out of my subconscious. The Twiddlebirds kind of look like worm on a string. They do! Oh my god. They were giving me, like, serious Potty the Parrot vibes for some reason. Oh my god, yeah. Like, I was just half expecting Pasha to just pull the strings and then a dummy of a puppeteer would fall down. (laughs) (laughs) Also, that's another thing, too. She says that the birds have been tired from singing all day. Then why the hell did you make them sing anyway? She's torturing them. (laughs) I thought they were just waking up from nap time. Eh, Sure, why not? And then they're just like, okay, well, we're, we're done singing, so it's nap time again. And then there's that big bird thingy. Whatever the fuck that is. That thing looks the most like a Muppet out of any of these shits. Right. It looked like the trash heap from Fraggle Rock. At least it got to sing a song about not being addicted to animals. (laughs) That's true. Be kind to your web-footed friends. We forgot the roly-polies, which I'm very disappointed aren't the bug. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Which is like probably the most universally loved bug in the world. Guys, I think we overlooked a very important character before Pasha. It's the acorn. Oh, Oh, the fucking acorn. The acorn that contributes nothing to anything is just literally there as a time filler and is just very, very creepy. I hate that nut and I hate that song. Me too. That song is misophonia. I swear to God. That acorn's mouth looks like a penis. (laughs) (laughs) It just had big Billy Baloney vibes. You know what? We can skip over it because I'm happy to. Yeah, fuck that acorn. But yeah, so the Pasha scene overall is actually pretty fun, although fuck Scott for hitting the web-footed puppet and being like, let's do it again! Scott, no! Silly Wim is just literally having an existential crisis and this dumbass Scott is just over here banging everything and shit, like not reading the room. Probably should bring kids with you into your existential crisis about racism. Silly Wim just really went ahead and said, Hey guys, I've enlisted you two to help us stop a moral crisis that's slowly destroying our village. Good luck. And in the end, they don't even do anything. To be fair, um, hey, I know we just met, but do you want to come solve systemic racism with me? Is how I pick up girls when I'm drunk anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, silly whim. Our prejudice is in another castle. So you want to know how they end up resolving all of this? Is when silly whim trips and hurts her ankle, then suddenly they all come together to bring her fabric. Hey, um, I sprained my ankle in sixth grade on a field trip when I tripped on a tree root. Why is systemic racism still a thing? <laughs> Although I will say, I did get a little bit emotional during both the Make New Friends and the Let's Sing Together song, because that was genuinely well-performed. Right. Was. But it's just so funny. It's like, oh, we got to put scarves on there because she hurt her ankle. It's not broken or anything, but, you know, we got you to gotta put it on a sprained ankle. Yeah. And it's like, oh, God, look at the colors. Man, we were dicks to each other. Let's not be racist anymore. I'm not a doctor, but uh, I think you need actual, like, medical splint for that. Yeah. (laughs) And not just scarves. 
Do doctors even exist in this universe? Nope. Anything can happen in Sillyville, even dying of a horrible disease. Her ankle can magically cure. The end. <laughs> also, if I can be honest, I get the point is to bring the colors together and bring her colors back and such, but honestly, her white outfit looked better and her colored outfit just looked kind of eye-bleeding. <laughs> yeah, I mean... To be fair, this is a children's coloring book, and when have children's coloring books that children have colored and made have made any good decisions on color? Now, I'm very pro clown core. Yes! But you gotta, like, color your face, too. Yeah. I am all about that clown core life. Yes. <laughs> I love the outfit, I love the colors, but, like, without an elaborately clown-painted face... It just doesn't work if you just got a bare face in this outfit. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of jarring. They could have just done the bare minimum and painted, like, rosy cheeks on her. That could have done at least something. Yeah. Yeah, painted lips or something, eyeshadow, something. You gotta give us something to work with. If you're just gonna go with the gaudy outfit, it's not gonna work as well. And speaking of the outfit, I was so used to the bland, colorless version that when she actually got her colors back, I actually preferred the other costume more. Yeah. Like, something about the colors on it just seemed very cursed. I preferred the racist version to that. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like Greta Garbo said during the premiere of La Belle et la Bête. Oh, give me back my beautiful beast. <laughs> and so then the kids go back home and they were like, whoa, what happened to all the color in our picture? Oh, yeah, there's kids in this. Yeah, yeah before that, I got to bring up the Make New Friends song. I know the moral of this song is supposed to be treasure your old friends while bringing in new friends and treasuring them as well. But the way I read this song initially was that if you make new friends, your old friends will become a of lesser value because the lyrics are literally make new friends but keep the old one is silver silver but the other gold yeah it, it's kind of a clumsy song because it's like yeah your new friends are you're gonna focus on them more but your old friends are important too hashtag all friends matter <laughs> it's all well and good until you get to college and then you realize oh shit I don't talk to a single person I went to high school with. Oh, God, yeah. all my friends were racist. Ugh. Yeah, no, um, I think I'll just stick with the gold. Sorry. The gold is at least not racist. Yeah. <laughs> the gold is at least not trying to push an MLM on me right now, like the silver is. But it is a pretty cool framing device during the credits when they have, like, all the coloring pages. The only thing I have to say about the coloring pages, and I don't have the proper screenshot to show it, but one of the uh, Spurtle Gurgles to me uh, was the one with the mustache. For some reason, the way they drew him, he just looked a lot like Captain Lou Albano to me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, one more thing. Um, You know how we forgot that there was kids in this special? Uh, There was a dog too, I recall. (laughs) Oh yeah, the dog. Did he finally get that colored stick? I guess because the stick just comes out of the page and then it's still fucking floating around, so... The, the dog is the whole MacGuffin. It would, that's why they got there in the first place. Eddie's just non-existent. Which, I mean, did they really need to have the dog as the MacGuffin, though? It could have been, like, anything else. They didn't really need to have a dog there. They just had a dog there just because there was a dog at the studio, probably. And they're like, oh, fuck it. Silly Whip could have just grabbed them while they were mid-color and be like, kids, we gotta stop racism. Let's go. <laughs> All right, so now that we finally discussed this episode in full, 
It's time to ask that immortal question. Do we keep the tapes or do we burn them? Gabby. Gosh, this is kind of, we'll we'll just keep them. We'll we'll keep them. Just just for, you know, silly whim. Before I could even try to tempt you to the dark side. I mean, what's (laughs) on the dark side? Do you you got cookies in there or? Uh, no, but I got pot. (laughs) This is your Anakin Skywalker story. (laughs) I know what I have to do, but I don't think I have the strength to do it. (laughs) I'm keeping the tapes. No pot for you. <laughs> All right. Well, Randy, since you made your opinion known, go ahead and say it. Burn it. I'm sorry. It tried, but it has to go to the stake according to the laws of shit I like. <laughs> the, the song. All right, Randy. That's it. Back into the chamber of wrongness. In the dumpster. Come on. <laughs> chamber of wrongness. That's just my house. Not even for our cottage core lesbian Pasha. You couldn't even keep her for that. I'll watch her escape the flames and pretend I didn't see. <laughs> She is free. But the rest must burn. The songs are so repetitive. Like like I said, this could be ten minutes long, and it's just the sugarcoating racism shit. But yeah, overall, it's definitely gonna be a keep the tape from me. Not only is it one where I we scream the less the least during, it's actually surprisingly got some effort in it. Yeah, it's not perfect. I don't think I'd ever really watch it multiple times, but you know, for what it was, it was very it felt like it had a lot of good effort in it. And at least they tried with this one. And plus, overall the performances are better. So I'm just kind of sad because it's probably the peak for it. Let's be real. We really could have had it all. I mean, imagine if more We Sing tapes were as good as this. Because it's going to be a keep the tapes for me as well. I was surprised at how fun this was just in terms of characters, like set design and the soundtrack and everything. So yeah, it's definitely going to be a keep the tapes for me. So... All right, Gabby, thank you so much for joining us. We had a lot of fun with you. You were a very great guest. <laughs> well, thank you for having me. It's always no fun to like talk about weird stuff and all that. So I'm, I'm always down. I mean, if you want to follow me on Twitter at ghoulish underscore gabs, you can, I occasionally say some stupid shit on there that is funny. <laughs> um, sometimes, not all the time, but who knows. Um, I also have a TikTok. It's under the same thing, ghoulish underscore gabs. I talk mostly about Disney parks and all that. But if you look under like the art, my archive, you'll probably find some other weird cringe or something. Okay, so you can find me over on Mission Breakout on Twitter and Discord, a walking pun on Instagram. You can find me on my Muppet Twitter, Muppet Vision 3D. You can also find me on various episodes of Escape from Vault Disney, the Emperor's new podcast and podcast without a cool acronym. And then you can also find me trying to make myself invisible so I can go rob the twirly pops. <laughs> yes. Eat the twirly pops. Eat the twirly pops. Da 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 da. <laughs> Uh, you can find me at Cosmic Rewinds on Twitter, replace the E with a three. You can find me on a few select episodes of The Emperor's New Podcast that Escape from Vault Disney. Uh, you can also find me, uh, trying to escape the back of the van I found. Uh, it had the word Sillyville written on the back. I assumed that's what we were doing today. <laughs> <laughs> I've been recording this from the back of a Ford F-350. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering why it was so dark in there. Yeah, so, um, I'll, I'll, I'll figure out a way to get out in a bit. Gotta get some, um, stuff from the Deuce Ex Machina company. Get like a little filers, little metal filers. Deuce Ex Scarf Nina. (laughs) (laughs) And there's your shitty pun of the episode. All right, you can find me on the usual spots, Tyler FG on Twitter. Oh, wait. 
All right, as always, you can find me on the usual spots, TylerFG on Twitter, TylerFG96 on Instagram, and as for the show, you can find us on Twitter at channel underscore KRT, Instagram at channel KRT podcast, all one word, and in the link tree we have in our Twitter bio, you can also find links to our Facebook group and our Discord server, and if you want to help support us, you can also pledge to our Patreon, where you can pledge to us and find exclusive minisodes, outtakes, and episodes of this very podcast one day early. And of course, thank you so much to our pals Gomer and Chris Reyna for pledging to us at the $10 level. Uh, And you can also find me hiding inside your coloring book. Yay! Oh, God. That was you? Yeah, I... It's kind of a long story how I got there. I... You know know how Melody Mouse and Humbear kidnapped me? Well, they came back and they trapped me in a coloring book, and again, let's not talk about it. This is a Vladimir Putin-themed coloring book. Are you okay right now? I think he's in the middle of the gulag. Come on, you're, you're trudging up bad memories here. <laughs> <laughs> my name, my age. My name is Tyler Green. This is my social security number. My <laughs> name is Vladimir Putin. Vault for me, your guy. 696-9420. All right, little kids. I want you to go into your parents' purse, pull out your credit card, <laughs> and I want you to give us the little number on there because it's going to be important. My name is Child's name. These are the silly numbers on my parents' credit card. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And with that all said, Channel KRT, We Scream Edition, cut to static.